Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Shelley from Ad Advance, and today I am joined by John Reynolds from True Niagen. John, it's awesome to have you in the, the office together. Yeah, man. Thank you for having us, and thank you for having me here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's really fun. It's always fun to get to meet with clients in person. I, you made the trek all the way from LA to Duluth. How's the time in Duluth been for you? It's been amazing. Um, it's definitely different. Uh, you know, I'm from LA, a city boy, and uh, coming over here, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of craft places here that I love, and uh, food is great, people are awesome, and then obviously the office is great here too, so. Yeah. 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 It's been, it's been so sweet. So we got to meet up with John at Amazon Accelerate last year, and then unboxed, and then started working with you guys in Q1. And so for those not familiar with True Niagen, maybe give us a quick overview um, and then we can jump into more specifics on kind of some things that we've done on the advertising side. Yeah, for sure. So Trunigen is a, uh, it's a brand, it's obviously a brand, but it's a, it's a supplement brand. We sell an NAD plus booster product. We are reside in the vitamin B3 category. Um, we're a patented supplement. Um, we're from Los Angeles is, uh, the headquarters, um, and yeah, um, that's kind of a little bit of a breakdown of uh, a brand. I mean, without getting into too much, too many specifics. But, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's awesome. And it was fun talking to you too because you've had a lot of experience in the space. Like, it's always fun to hear people's stories on how they got involved in the space. Like, you know, for me, starting out as a chemical engineer and then just selling on Amazon, and that's how I got introduced to e-commerce. Like, kind of walk us through just real quick, like, kind of how you got in the space and progression yeah, there. For sure, it's funny because uh, same thing. I uh, didn't start in, in the Amazon or the e-commerce world. I worked for a e-commerce brand in the beginning, but I was more in the logistics piece. This is back in, you know, 2006, 2008, when, you know, Amazon was starting to get developed. Um, FBA was brand new. So, uh, you know, developed the FBA uh, process uh, for this ink and toner company that I was with, uh, LD Products, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And then kind of got into, like, the business side of it and got really uh, interested in numbers. And then that, all she wrote from there is, like, all right, I wanted to kind of get into the different categories on Amazon. I mean, obviously, ink and toner isn't the sexiest product to sell. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, I wanted to kind of expand my horizon. So uh, throughout the years, been managing and uh, running different brands on Amazon from home and kitchen to uh electronics with monoprice yeah. uh to being with like a, a brand incubator company that we were just developing brands and trying to sell them out until now you know being in the what i call the mecca of amazon is in the <laughs> supplement category so yeah yeah definitely seen uh a lot of different strategies without or within you know amazon and it's to me it's a it's a trip to kind of see the the different strategies and how they can interact with each of the different categories in different ways. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge botanist. Uh, I love growing like plants. Yeah. And to me, this is, you know, the different strategies are the plants that are growing within the... <laughs> Planting the seeds, watering them, yeah, nurturing exactly. them, see what grows, see what dies. Yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> that piece of it is, is awesome. And just to see change, right? Yeah. Every day it's something different too. So yeah. it keeps me on my toes. Yep. <laughs> There's definitely not a dull day uh, in the digital advertising space, especially on Amazon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So one thing that's been really fun working with you guys is 
I love how we're able to push and challenge each other and bring new ideas to the table. Mm -hmm. What's kind of fun is maybe help paint a picture a bit like, all right, so we started coming up in January yeah. uh, in Q1, which is prime time. That's kind of Q4 in the supplement space. Mm -hmm. And so like, walk me through, like, I don't know, key strategies that we had implemented going into that. Mm -hmm. like, and then let's also talk through like, We'll get into like key metrics that yeah. you care about, like how you're looking at allocating budgets. There's a lot we can unpack. Maybe yeah. let's start with like Q1. Yeah. Like what's key focus areas? What's kind of shifted over the last year in terms of strategy? Yeah, for sure. So uh, being in the supplement category, um, you know, new to brand is, is the most important. So the strategy is always focused on new to brand. Right? Sure. What that is, we, we can get into what those metrics are and how do we, you know, look at them. But, you know, strategically in Q1, obviously there's the new year, new me kind of push, you yep. know, where obviously which you just mentioned, it's like the Q4 of, of supplements is Q1. So building off of that, right? There's obviously we're on a marketplace, there's traffic coming in, Amazon's doing the job for us, and it's just capitalizing on what's coming in, right? And kind of massaging the strategy around the traffic that's going to be coming in during that time. So, you know, Q1 was, again, I mean, throughout the whole time, it's obviously new to brand, right? Yeah. And, you know, the big focus is, you know, creating the strategy that is focusing on new to brand, right? And given that we are spending money, um, it's very important for us to make sure that that money is spent on new to brand and it's not overlapping into, you know, customers that we're already going to come by, you know, and we're just spending money to convert them, right? So sure. that's really kind of, I mean, without getting into the specifics of the strategy, I mean, that's really been the focus yeah. is trying to expand on that. And obviously it's traffic, right? That we need to um, bring in new eyeballs yep. and at the same time being able to convert them. So, yeah, yeah. This has been a really fun one just because we can go all the way from very upper funnel strategies, focus all the way down to like focusing on like pushing people over that, you know, they've obviously shown interest, even add to cart. Like how do we get them to finally purchase mm -hmm. to make sure that all those efforts were working? worthwhile. Yeah. And then once we get that full conversion funnel, get every single step really optimized, especially focusing on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Now we can start adding a lot more on the top and expanding in different ways that we're targeting and finding the right eyeballs and the exactly. right traffic to come in that's going to convert the most. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that's been really fun. Um, but another key piece that we had is you got to take over the homepage of Amazon. So kind of walk through that, that process a bit. That was really cool. Yeah, no, that was a uh... Honestly, it was uh, uh, being in this space. I mean, that was kind of like the holy grail, right? Yeah. Um, being on the homepage of Amazon, taking it over. It was a definitely uh, a good experience. There was a lot of back and forth. Uh, you know, there's a lot of copy restrictions, a lot of uh, things you can say, things you can't say. A lot of the uh, policies are different on the homepage than they are on your normal ads. Sure. So that piece was a little bit difficult to kind of go through. I mean, we really didn't. Uh, from a content perspective, we we didn't we didn't get to provide what we wanted to actually show just because of the different policies. But sure. I mean, but that put off to the side. I mean, the event was exactly what we needed. It right. It it gave us the most um, unbiased way of understanding who's actually buying the product. Yeah. Because you know, in a normal advertising, you have an audience target, and you're obviously putting some bias to it, right? Saying, hey, target these customers, but mm -hmm. without actually understanding what no filters 
kind of does, right? And this right here kind of gave us that momentum going into the rest of the year of un really understanding who that consumer is, given that it is on the homepage. There's no audience targeting there. It's literally everybody who made it to the homepage got to see our ad. Yeah. Um, so it's like the, to me, it's the most pure way to understand who the actual customer is. Sure. Given that. Yeah. Um, Cause we, with our initial targeting right now that we do when we're separating out different audiences, we're skewing that data. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we're using what we think is going to work best. And then we kind of skew the data and then we can get confirmation bias because we look at the, who actually purchased and it's like, Oh sweet. Yep. That's exactly who we were targeting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy there yeah. and so that's what's really fun with taking over the homepage for Amazon like you're <laughs> saying you have no bias it's just anybody who's seeing the homepage and then from there now you can kind of open it up and see like oh man okay there's a whole separate audience that yes. we didn't even consider here and now you can really start to build upon that exactly. outside of the event itself exactly and the, the, the great thing with with the takeover was Amazon kind of pushed that funnel to us, right? There was the intermediary step before they actually made it to the detail page, which is like somewhat of a store page. Sure. So from the home page, you obviously got to click in, you got a nice landing page, store page, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then from there, obviously, if the customers get to click in into the detail page, you know, they actually make the detail, detail page. So from a retargeting standpoint, that's where, you know, this H1 event really paid off for us sure. is the amount of p people actually made it down to the actual bottom of the yeah, funnel. So it wasn't just necessarily the event itself, but it was the event and then all the work that went after, after to make sure that we were converting those folks who were now exposed to the brand. Exactly. But may not have been ready to buy it. Exactly. Time. And it was the, the one thing I give to Amazon is the, the three steps that they gave us, right? Because um, being able to separate the traffic, the folks that were just what I call looky-loos that just come in there and just look at the product, see what's there, sure. don't really have the intent to buy. Yeah. And then the folks that actually make it to the detail page are actually, you know, they showed intent, right? So with that structure or that funnel is what I, what I call it is um, what made this event pretty successful for us just yeah. because we were able to isolate the eyeballs given you know there's 130 million 150 million impressions coming in there's a lot of eyeballs right and you only have so much money at after to get around to all those consumers and you know the way that amazon has structured it where we can ignore not ignore but we can literally filter out the people that didn't make it to the detail page sure. being because of the you know the funnel that they had us create yeah which which i feel was the reason why these events can be very lucrative for certain brands or not certain brands, but all brands yeah. just because of the structure that's there sure. um, and be able to obviously capitalize on it after. So, yeah. 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 No, I love that. And so as you're, as you're looking at these different metrics, so you focused on new to brand quite a bit. So, you know, one thing with your product and other products that are consumable is like you have a higher lifetime value. And that's where new to brand can really come into play. Like, how does that compare in your mind versus ROAS? ROAS is a metric that many people go to quite yeah. a bit. So how, how do you differentiate between the two or how do you how do you look at what to focus on? Yeah, for sure. That's a good question. To me, ROAS is... It's a good metric, but it's not something that uh, I would say focus on, right? I mean, it really depends on the initiative um, and how you break down ROAS, right? You can break down ROAS from, a, you know, total advertising, total sales. But the way we look at it is the only way that as a supplement brand we can grow is obviously, you know, we really have only one product too. So it's not like we have an upsell, cross-sell strategy. Sure. So we have to really focus on bringing in more new eyeballs, which means, you know, the new to brand ROAS is, is more important, right? Sure. So looking at what the new to brand did with the spend that we're doing, or that we, 
that we use during that time frame. And then obviously looking at, you know, LTV, yep. obviously, and then CPA, right? CPA is a really good... Uh, Lifetime value and cost per acquisition. Yeah, for exactly. Those yeah. Um, and then the other thing is obviously how that CPA goes into your CAC, right? Your calculated acquisition cost where, you know, all the overhead gets in- inputted, all of the, you know, extra additional spend that is not, or cost, sorry, not spend, that are endured in the account, right? Yep. Um, yep. Looking at it that way. So to me, for growth in the category of supplements, to me, it's, it's new to brand and CPA. Mm-hmm. Those are the two metrics to keep an eye on. The first early indicators to, you know, we're on to something, right? If, if you're meeting those metrics, everything else should be good. Yep. Um, yeah. Given everything else is kind of compromised between those two numbers there. Yep. You know, your ROAS is, you know, obviously your return on ad spend, which is, you know, the revenue you're getting from the spend that you're, you're putting in. But given you add in the LTV com- component, now you can understand, hey, I can actually afford a $100 CPA because my LTV is $300 for, per se, you yeah. know, for an example here. And, you know, understanding that, that's what can fuel the top of the funnel and bringing in more eyeballs, given that, all right, I know these folks are going to be here a lot longer, you know, more than one order, right? Yep. So I'm able to capitalize on it, on that. So to me, it's it's new to brand. CPA is, is really the metrics to for success, in my opinion. Yep, yep. And I, I love the, like, if we do look at ROAS, it's new to brand ROAS. Yeah. Yep, because as John knows, and as many people listening know, like, we can make ROAS look really good, but, like, the incremental reach that you actually have, like, it, it's just a calculation, yeah. and how that sale gets attributed, it can have many different business impacts overall. Exactly. And so, if you're just getting set on ROAS, there's ways to make ROAS look really good, but in terms of overall business impacts, like, really what we're trying to do with any advertising is drive people who wouldn't purchase your product mm-hmm. to purchase because of the advertising. Exactly. <laughs> and so that, that's the key thing that we're trying to achieve. And so it, it's fun looking at new to brand combined with lifetime value. And so after the purchase, now can we expand customer loyalty too? Exactly. You know, yeah. Can we use repurchase campaigns to drive people who haven't come back and repurchase to repurchase again? Exactly. And so if you can combine those new to brand, so kind of the traffic of new customers coming in, plus the value of each of those customers coming in, yeah. that's the key to success. Exactly. And then obviously, you know, the retention numbers are fall in line with the LTV. Obviously, your LTV is based off of your retention. So, but yeah, definitely. Yep. Um, and I, I love how you guys take into account too, when you're looking at total acquisition cost, you take into account both the Amazon fees, our agency fees, and then any overhead that you have within the company too. And so combine that whole group together, trying to achieve these goals. Now what's that acquisition cost Compare that to lifetime value. And then you can get kind of that return on the advertising channel. Exactly. Uh, And and so I love that approach too, because people will get hung up on either advertising costs or agency costs, or even like, are we going to do this internally or are we going to do it externally? But as long as you like group all those costs together, now you're going to get a true business impact. And as you're reporting this up the chain, like that's probably the key thing that they're going to care about too, is where do we allocate costs? Where do we allocate budget? What's going to be most efficient as we go? Yeah, exactly. No, it's, uh, no, I mean, I think you've, uh, yeah, you've explained it very well right now, but yeah, yeah, another one put there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's some key things that you're looking forward to coming up, or you know, different strategies you're you're excited for? Like- yeah, I think, uh, I mean, that's really the reason why we came up to Duluth is really kind of st- start being more strategical and and kind of and uh, how we approach this. Right, we have our weekly meetings, but it was like, hey, let's get up to Duluth and really kind of, you know 
sit in a room all together and, and brainstorm. And, uh, you know, this this uh, Q4, what we're looking into is, you know, we don't have, you know, uh, infinite resources, right? Um, sure. We have limited resources. We obviously want to keep growing, but at the same time be uh, profitable at the bottom line. So, you know, right now it's, it's continued focus on the new to brand, but at the same time now it's how can we filter down more of these metrics, right? How can we start penetrating in areas that we really know work? Yeah. Given that there's a large population, there's a large pool of customers on Amazon, and it's really starting to trying to understand the, the areas Geo geographically, from a, a demo standpoint, from a age standpoint, what is where? Who are the actual people that are actually buying the product, right? Sure. And really trying to filter down and and really hyper target in those areas is kind of where my big focus is coming up in the next you know few months here. Yeah. And as well as obviously leveraging all the new tools. I mean, we spoke uh, a long or we spoke very uh, uh, for a long time yesterday on the brand tailored promotions, right? Yeah. Starting to see that Amazon's being able to give us a little bit of some retention tools. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, you know, the add to cart uh, folks that didn't uh, uh, actually make the purchase, but, you know, abandoned their cart. So um, really trying to focus on those new initiatives and how we can stimulate, you know, traffic going into those uh, promotions, given that, uh, you know, they're giving us literally the keys to the bottom line. Let's, you know, let's do something there. Or not the bottom line, but the bottom of the funnel. Yep. Let's, uh, let's obviously jump in the car and try to make sure we're, we're driving it the right way. So, yeah. um, so this is obviously all new. This is stuff that we're, you know, trying to think about what's the right way to approach it. But that's really, you know, the focus going into Q4, going into Q1. Obviously, Q1 is the other, you know, another uh, time frame where it's new year, new me. So, you know, and the focus is always going to be new to brand. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, retention is always important, right? Yeah. And making sure that the LTVs, you know, coming in, given the new traffic that we're bringing in, making sure that the cohorts, we're able to separate them out, understand the different types of strategies that we're putting in place to different audiences and being able to understand each um, uh, activities, like a cohort activity, right? Sure. Like, is it uh, females ages 45 plus that have the longest LTV? Like, mm -hmm. you know, start to kind of really start to break it down into that manner because really we're at that point where it's, you know, like I said, with, in, uh, with finite uh, resources. Yep. How do we continue to get the best return exactly. that we can? Exactly. Yeah, and I agree. So one, it's, all right, we've worked people through the full sales funnel, and they're so close. They've added to cart. Yeah. And so being able to use tools like some extra ads at that point, like you've obviously shown interest, and just increasing that conversion rate by a bit can make that full funnel so much more profitable. Yep. Um, and so that's a key focus that I'm really excited about, too. And then the other key piece to notice, too, so John's talking about segmenting these audiences down quite a bit. And we're talking about upper funnel, like brand building awareness type strategies and we're getting that granular on it yeah. and so that's the other key thing that i see a lot of people falter on is when they talk upper funnel target way too wide mm -hmm. um but if you can get much more specific, there's going to be certain types of people who uh, are much more interested in your product than others. Yeah. And so if you go super wide, it's very hard to segment down. And so that's what's been fun, too, is just testing. Yeah. And I love the approach. You guys are open to testing. Hey, let's try this. We mm -hmm. don't know if it's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those seeds are going to grow into beautiful plants. Others are going to die on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's been fun, too. We, like, just having the open mind and being able to push and bounce ideas off of each other for yeah. like, all right. 
yeah, let's try this different audience. I don't know if it's going to work, but hey, we saw some good early indicators here. Exactly. Yeah. But at the end of the day, advertising to me, there's no wrong or right answer. Yeah. Um, it's how you get there, right? And, you know, there's a thousand ways to get there, right? But what's the most efficient way, right? And that's what, you know, testing, obviously leveraging AMC. And I think you guys have been giving us a lot of good insights as far as uh, where we need to be, right? How, which ads are more important than others? Where, where should we be spending the money? Is it mid-funnel, upper-funnel, driving it more on the bottom? Yeah. You know, we're, we're looking into, obviously, driving traffic outside of, from outside of Amazon into Amazon. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of cool things that we'll need to, obviously, keep learning and keep getting the insights from. But like you said, there's really no wrong or, like I said, sorry, there's no wrong or right answer. Yeah. Um, and you always got to kind of keep that, like, keep your mind open, right, as far as, uh, you know, when you go into testing, right? Yeah. And it's always, you know, start narrow. Then go broad, right? Mm -hmm. And that's something Build that's, the base and exactly. then start building upon that. <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing that, uh, you know, talking to many brands, it's the first approach is like, let's just go big, right? Yeah. But it's like, let's... Look at all these people we can reach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's uh, without understanding how it all converts and everything there, that obviously those, those are the mistakes that you make, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So you guys made the jump and you switched agencies right before your prime time. And so we're coming up on Q4 too. And so some brands are looking at that and they're like, yeah. oh, I don't know, like, do I make this jump in, in like right before Q4? So what were some key things that you were looking for, items that made you at least comfortable enough yeah. to make the jump right before for your sure. prime time? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a freaking good question. Yeah, it was uh, honestly where we're at, obviously understanding what we need, right, was the first thing when I approached this, right? We were with a, a great partner before, um, but there was a lot of tools and a lot of things that I felt were missed. And when I was looking for new a new agency at the time, I didn't know what I was looking for. Sure. And, uh, you know, a lot of the things can be smoke and mirrors, right? You know, we do this or we, we talk this, but it's really, you know, the action that happens, right? The execution piece of it is, to me, the most important because um, you can talk about anything and sure. say this and, you, you know, know. <laughs> do that. And, you know, but, you know, when it comes down to it, are we actually doing it? And it's like, you know, that's where you have to really kind of make the decision. But what I was looking for is just, you know, the technology, the tools being used, how the data is being spoken about. Sure. And it's not saying, hey, let's I'll just alter the data or let's speak to it in a, in a very biased way. No, no, let's just be open about it. And really just the understanding of them is, yeah. is the most important piece to me. Because yeah. if you don't understand the metrics and you just understand what the acronym is, it's like you're not going anywhere with it. So it's uh, so those were the kind of the big things there. And then obviously, you know, there's uh, other components of it as well. Um, you know, is is the agency big? big where it's like you just another brand that gets thrown in the into the mix sure. and you kind of go through it so there's that piece of it that we also kind of consider but it's really just that initial conversation right that, sure. that first convo um prospecting the the, the agency and you know uh, i think when i first kind of started working with you guys or talking with you guys it was like we're speaking the same language here. Yeah. Like it was very, <laughs> the lingo was good. And it was, uh, and that was really what made us kind of make that, that switch over was like, all right, sure. they're thinking the way we're thinking here. And that's really, you know, to anyone out there, it's, you know, understand your strategy first and then try to find 
the person or the agency that can apply that strategy. Yeah. Because if not, then there's always going to be a wrong way, right? Because yeah. you don't even know the way that you wanted to go and you're kind of giving the keys to someone else that's giving you kind of advice, right? And it's like, well, maybe that's not what I want. And uh, so, yeah, that's what I would, uh, yeah, those are kind of the things that I look at. I love um, that. Yeah. Know your strategy first yeah. and then go seek to find it. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, John, it, it's been so awesome having you in town and having you on the podcast. Uh, for anybody who wants to learn more about True Niagen or connect with you, where should they go? Yeah, I mean, if, for anything True Niagen, TrueNiagen.com. And if you ever want to connect with me on LinkedIn, John Reynolds. Yeah, on LinkedIn, that's that's me. Yeah, sweet. Well, cool. really appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. For sure. And for all those who are listening, just note that we're going to be coming. Uh, we're going to be at different conferences. John's going to be at a couple too. Um, Amazon Accelerate, Unboxed. We're going to be doing the Main Street Summit down in Missouri. A few other ones coming up too. So if you're going to be going to any of those conferences, make sure you reach out. And as always, we really appreciate you listening to the Ad Project Podcast. And we'll see you on the next episode. Awesome.